Okay. So today we are actually finishing this letter. And the last part of the letter that we're doing today is discussing another type of benefit we accrue from the saint after his passing. And this one, unlike what we said earlier, is not as strongly emphasized. You have to be really close. You have to have enormous love to pull this out. This energy, which is more transcendent, seemingly can be accessed even with a bit of a less degree of connection. Now, what is this level? Speaking in the past of how the level two of the saint's soul, the ruach, the emotional energy, is truly where we have the primary powers of love of God, awe of God, and belief in God, and how they can ascend even to level three, the neshama, the intellectual aspect of the soul, which is found in the higher Garden of Eden, which we explained is on the second world, the world of development, developing, Bria. But today we're saying that actually both of these levels of soul, two and three, Ruach and Neshama, the emotional and the intellectual, really go back to their source, the source that they came from, which is, what we refer to here as Chapal Tapuchin Kadishin, the orchard of the holy apples, meaning the divine attribute of sovereignty in the highest world, the world of being. Meaning, again, there are four spiritual worlds. The lower Garden of Eden, where the Ruach energies level two are found, is in the third world, the world of formation, Yitzira. The higher energies from the third level of soul, Neshama, the intellect of the soul, which is in the higher Garden of Eden, is in the second world, the world of Bria, the world of developing. But both of these levels are sourced in something even higher, which is in the highest world, the world of Atsilas, the world of being, in the tenth divine attribute that we've spoken of so extensively, the attribute of sovereignty. And when we have these energies, from these two levels of soul, ascend to this source, to sovereignty in the world of Atsilas, the highest world of being, the world of being, it causes a union between the energies in Atsilas in this highest world of being itself, between what we call the feminine and masculine energies, the feminine energy being this tenth sphera, this tenth divine attribute of sovereignty, of Malchus, with the higher six emotional attributes, which are considered the masculine element. So we have the masculine element of the six emotional attributes, fusing with the feminine element, the recipient of it all, that's the feminine characteristic here, of sovereignty, and the masculine emotion giving to the feminine, accepting, absorbing energy of sovereignty. This is a fusion of these divine energies elicited by the saint's soul, these, these two levels of soul, ruach and neshama, the emotion and intellect, ascending to this world. That's what's eliciting this union of the energies of this world and causing something to come down. The fusion is to cause something to come down. Now, what's making these energies, these are very high energies in this highest world, why are they being affected because these levels of soul are ascending to them. 
Because what's ascending up with the soul is everything this saint did his entire life, all of his actions, all of his learning, all of his divine service, all of this is like the arousal from above, the feminine, from below, I'm sorry, the feminine waters, the human-inspired, the human-initiated spiritual arousal, all of this is what's causing this union of God's energies in this highest world of Atsilas, this world of beings. And there, in the soul's source, in sovereignty of this world, are implanted enormously sublime light coming from, responding to, all of the worship of God that this saint did during his entire life, his entire divine service, is implanting these lofty illuminations which are revealed and descend at his passing. And these illuminations that are coming down to us are like supernal lights. They're radiating above us, radiating above everyone who had a connection to him, everyone who's serving God because of the saint's service, because of the saint's learning, because of the saint's teaching, because of the saint's worship of God. And this illumination, which is not getting inside them because it's too great for that, too high a level for them to absorb it internally, which is also why it's more, so to speak, democratically being dispersed and affecting every one of his students, as long as you're a student, as long as you're affected by him, as long as you're now serving God because of his energies, you're absorbing these illuminations. All of these illuminations are radiating around you in a transcendent fashion. And it's implanting in your heart thoughts of repentance, thoughts of good deeds. So what you do because of it, the good deeds you do because of this radiance, which is inspiring you without your knowledge, to be better, to be closer to God, this is like the generations of offshoots from those illuminations, from the service of the saint in his lifetime. And this is what it says about Moses. It says, after his passing, his radiation extended in every generation to all of the souls, the offsprings of the offsprings, just like this is compared to the sun, that the sun radiates and illuminates all the stars that seemingly are so far from the sun beneath the earth, and yet they're shining from the reflective light of the sun itself. So, so too with Moses, and so too with all saints, all of his successors, because of their spiritual service, they illuminate successive generations of offshoots. The saints direct students and the students of their students, and the students of their students, as long as they continue to follow in his spiritual service. So meaning even people that were born years after the saint left this world, like we, to the author of the Tanya, the Altaretta, were born some 200 years later. But we're coming close to God because of his teachings, so the illumination of his energies in the world in a transcendent fashion affects us as well.